with episode six the handmaiden's tale yay welcome to the upper east podcasters a gossip girl recap we will recap every gossip girl episode in order with wine yes (laughs) (laughs) and chat shit about it isn't that i'm anna and i'm marissa hi we are podcasting via the zoom yeah, that's our preferred method, isn't it? <laughs> if you can hear any noise in the background, that is my cat using the litter tray. I know that's not very high tech, <laughs> but she's 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 going away at it in there. I can't, it's not, I can't, there's, there's nothing I can do I, about it. I couldn't, I couldn't knock on the door being like, um, excuse me, <laughs> do you mind keeping it down in there? <laughs> if this is the first time you're listening, do know that there are five other episodes that you can listen to to catch up on of the Upper East Podcasters. So go back, have a little listen to them. We will be including spoilers, of course, because we're recapping episode six and potentially talking about prior episodes, but we will never go further than that. So if you're watching along with us, don't worry. We're not going to give anything away for future episodes, but we, there will be spoilers for episode six. Isn't that right? Yeah, within the episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so what did you think of this episode? Episode six, The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, I liked this episode. I thought it was really juicy. Juicy. You've said for a while you've been waiting for this episode. Like, like it's finally here, The Handmaiden's Tale, The Masquerade Ball. I think it's just, yeah, basically, I just want, you know, yay, The Masked Ball is here because I love a masked ball. Um, So, yeah, that's why I've just been waiting for this episode. I've never quite gotten Masquerade Balls. I don't, what's the draw? I don't. I, I don't know either. It's just. You're saying you love it. What do you love about it? Well, I, I would never go to one. I just like seeing them on, you know, when they do them on Towie. They always have like a mask ball and the masks always look really nice and cute and it looks all Renaissance and French. That's all. <laughs> Towie <laughs> for uh, any overseas pals, uh, any overseas listeners, is uh, The Only Way is Essex. Highly recommended yeah. uh, for reality TV lovers. <laughs> yes, pretty lowbrow, but... So with the last episode with Daredevil, we saw the true birth of little Jay, a.k.a. Yeah little Jenny Humphrey, who wins over Blair's respect by stealing a jacket mm-hmm. from the Waldorf store. Dan and Serena finally had their first date. Finally. And it went well. And it went. Like they had a kiss at the end. It was lovely. I mean, it still wasn't smooth because why would it be? It's, it's Gossip Girl. But they had their first kiss. Yeah, they did. They mm-hmm. did. Chuck and Nate were not in the last episode either. No, they weren't. It was a kind of a nice little break from them, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus and Lily made nice and nearly got it on over a big pan of bolognese I've got here. Oh, yeah. And Eric got to come home, but Eric isn't in this episode. No, he's not in this episode. He's the person that's, yeah, for some reason, absent. Why would he be in it? It's not like he's got a big storyline or a big issue like, you know, mental health a... issues or, or committing suicide or anything. Oh, no, wait, he has. Um, Maybe he's uh, back at the Astroff Center, you know, just for just this episode. Maybe that's where they put him. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining us uh, and you are just watching from episode six, we do continuously take the mickey out of um, the writer's inability to focus mainly on the real problems of the characters such as Eric like attempting suicide and being in Ostroff centers. Um, yeah, but of course, those storylines aren't important. We want to know about the dating. Yay! Exactly. <laughs> and the parties as well. Mm-hmm. We're introduced to a few new characters in this. I know. Yay! Finally. <laughs> in this episode. Um, and the first thing first, I suppose we should get clear there are two parties going on, aren't there, in this episode? Yes, there's a grown up party and then there's like the teenager party. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know which sure. one I'd rather go to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually, because one of them is obviously the masquerade ball and the mm-hmm. team party. And the other one is, as we, we find out, it's uh, Eleanor Wardorf, Blair's mum's uh, party. It's a Moroccan themed party at her home celebrating the um, 
Is it the Bendel's partnership that she has uh, with her clothing line? I think line? so. See, I'd love to go to a Moroccan-themed party. A bit of shisha or hookah, <laughs> as they call it. A bit of baklava. Loves it. Nice kaftan. <laughs> What's we are getting... not to love? <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're telling people the ending. We need to start from the very beginning. Well, it opens, doesn't it, with them talking about the masquerade ball and Gossip Girl says, couture and canapes are just another night until you add some masks. <laughs> Which I know. A bit dirty. I know. A bit seedy. <laughs> <laughs> and we see little Jay, a.k.a. Jenny, picking up the dresses and masks. Yeah, she's shopping for Blair like she's an intern, don't you think? Yeah, and it's kind of sad because the end of the last episode, she kind of she's very cool. She wins Blair's respect. She's this badass girl, mm-hmm. and then she's suddenly like a bit of a minion again. Yeah, I noticed that. It's a bit of a step back. I was a little bit disappointed, but mm-hmm. whatever. She's um she's buying Blair's like jewelry for the ball or something. She's buying something for Blair, isn't she? And the sales guy randomly lets her have this bracelet. Just put it on Blair's tab, and I bet you that bracelet was tens of thousands of pounds as well so well i think he kind of says lend it i think he more says um you know i'll add it to the loan in terms of you know make sure you bring it back tomorrow he says but i've put in my notes there's something a little bit rumpelstiltkinson see about it rumple what sorry (laughs) did i say that wrong (laughs) there's there's something a little bit rumpelstiltskin-y about it there we go. <laughs> in the sense that, he's, do you know what I mean, though? In the sense that he's kind of just like, here, little girl, little pretty <laughs> <Spinning>. lady, <laughs> spinning some gold for you. I'll all you have, have to, all you have to give me is your firstborn. I don't know why he's got a Russian kind of accent in my mind. Um, and then we see Blair and Serena discussing the ball. There's so much wrong with this scene. Is this the scavenger hunt? Should we just get straight to it? The scavenger hunt or a quest, if you will. <laughs> Blair has this scavenger treasure hunt plan for Nate and the, the treasure is her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Serena was like, oh my God, well, so what does he win? And Blair just like gives her a look like. I love that I she's know. also discussing this with Serena who not that long ago slept with her boyfriend behind her back. I know, I know. And I find it really strange that she's like, I should find some way to make this special. And I'm just thinking, mm, I mean, it'll be memorable. <laughs> special? No. Memorable? Sure. There's one thing that winds me up throughout the whole, whole episode, right? Is that a little mask doesn't disguise you that well. I mean, if I suddenly oh whacked a mask on, if my partner couldn't find me, there'd be bigger problems going on than the fact that we haven't had sex yet. But like, how can you not recognize? I've just got a little tiny little mask on over my eyes. Surely you I know, know who does, I am. doesn't do anything, but Blair wants Serena to give Nate, like, you know, the last clue because that's how much she trusts them both. And I'd be like, oh God, I wouldn't be bothered. I'd be, I just want to go and party. You know, like, why have I got to? run around trying to get you laid (laughs) in the most roundabout way it's very intense Mm -hmm. although i have to say uh, considering how much i'd really disliked blair the first five episodes she's kind of quite sweet in this episode she's kind of like i want this to be a fresh start i want to put the past behind us Mm -hmm. i trust you now i think you know it's nice it's a bit stupid but it's nice Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. She assumes that Serena is taking Dan as well, doesn't she? They think they're going together. Yes, she says, I'm hoping you're going to invite Dan, which is quite nice because Blair isn't always accepting of Dan. And then we go to the loft and we learn that Dan and Serena have only, have only been out twice, I think it is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, of course, there's a certain Mr. Rufus Humphrey there. Rufus. Looking gorgeous as ever. <laughs> um, saying that little Jay, uh, Jenny has become Cinderella. <laughs> yeah she's basically helping Blair so that she can get an invite to the party mm-hmm. and address because she's not actually invited but she's thinking if she does all these she helps her out get in the to work. go to the ball I know Cinderella will go to the ball uh, <laughs> Anne hasn't been invited um naturally you can yeah he, he's not he's not best pleased with this I don't so. blame her for being like oh he's not gonna like this because the amount he goes on about your world and your elitism and your oh it's just it's it's not like me I'm just I'm just a, a poor little boy from Brooklyn with only a loft that's worth about three million dollars 
I know, instead of, you know, the usual $12 million. <laughs> oh. uh, we have a character entry, very important one, when he sees his phone ring. Who is it? It's Vanessa. Vanessa calls. I have a kind of jingle for Vanessa. Oh, good, good, good. It was the first thing that came into my head. I still need to record it. But oh, okay. I think it's going to be like something like, um, <clears throat> not rich, but she's nice, Vanessa. Essa, Essa, <laughs> eh, oh. eh, eh. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I like that you know what I like I like that all your jingles are sort of those noughties pop songs themes that would have been around back in the day <laughs> I know. oh god Wants I like to hook that up with Dan Vanessa Essa, Essa, Essa. Essa. <laughs> so yeah uh, and you kind of feel oh, it's Vanessa and you can see even Rufus is like well that's a blast from the past or something I know like oh what does it mean and she's asking if he's still um, has her book, The the Crying Lot of 49, I think mm-hmm. it is. I think Which, this is um, supposed I... to introduce us to the fact that she's obviously an intellect. Is that supposed to be like, we're supposed to take her seriously? She's not She's not like Blair and she's not like the other girls. She's not like she's the not other girls. Like, she's not like Blair and Serena. She's, no, she's... she's not talking about a mask ball. She's educated. I know. She's interested in postmodern literature, just like Dan. Well, regardless of Post- the book, what's strange about this is that she says, can I get it back have you still got it as he walks into his room she's there and I was thinking to myself so they haven't spoken in a year and she shows up at his window like some kind of creepy stalker oh wait yeah that sounds about right for Dan (laughs) not even at his window but my notes are oh my god she's in his room in caps (laughs) like she's broken in I know um wouldn't it be funny if he was like just you get the fuck out I'm gonna call the police (laughs) Yeah, be just like, oh, I did not want you in here, but okay, cool. But, um, but I yeah. did think it was ironic, as we keep saying, that Dan is kind of a bit of a stalker and his BFF is uh, is, is no different, apparently. I know. And I think and it's supposed to throw a curveball for Serena, especially when Serena then calls him and invites him to the ball. And uh, Dan makes a boo-boo. <laughs> well, Serena asks, like, oh, who's that? And he's like, oh, it's it's just my sister. But... Then Jenny turns up. It feels like such a cop out as well. Oh, that's my sister. Surely he should have just said, oh my God, it's an old friend of mine who just turned up, didn't know she was in town and it would have been fine. Well, it would have been a boring episode though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been actually, yeah. Hi, yes, just, you know, that's my mate. Uh, We did have a bit of a thing, but with no feelings now, really into you. Um, I'll be at the ball, yeah? Cool, cheers. That'll be it. No episode. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-ra. People just can't communicate in these TV shows, can they? Like, I know. Do you know good. what? They should just all go straight to therapy, shouldn't they, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Everybody needs therapy. <laughs> but yeah, when she, the second that she kind of gets off the phone, she's actually, I think, I think I'm going to need a new date to Blair. And I think Blair is quite incredibly sweet, actually, in this. She's, she's just like, how dare he do this to her? I'm going to find yep. her the hottest date. Did you get the quote that she says? Um, no, I didn't actually. What is it? <laughs> so funny. She's like, we've got to find her the hottest date. If he has plans, he'll cancel them. If he has a girlfriend, he'll dump her. And if he's out of town, he'll charter a G5 and fly home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I did actually. Make yeah, that was happen. quite a good. I know. I do like that, you know, once like Blair's behind you, she's, you know, you've got her loyalty. I think that's quite nice. That's you a nice character trait of hers. I tell you what's sad about it, though, is that you could just actually what a strong message would be. And I'm going to get all on my feminist high horse now. But what a good message good. would be is why do you need a man to go to the masquerade ball to have fun? Why can't you just be like, why does it have to be because this guy is screwing you over and, you know, obviously is, is seeing somebody else? Why do you then have to find somebody else immediately? Why can't you just go and have fun with your girlfriends? Like, I, I, I know. Just... Well, maybe because, you know, one of them is sending her boyfriend on a quest. To find her vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Nate, here's a treasure map to my vagina. <laughs> you have to go through lots of other girls to get it. <laughs> oh my God, they literally, you've got to go through a lot of handmaidens <laughs> to get to me. <laughs> well, poor oh, Nate's going to be exhausted so by the end of it. Poor, <laughs> poor sod. I do like a quest, but a quest for Blair specifically. I'll be like, oh, I'll just stay in, thanks. Well, speaking <laughs> of quests, our uh, our favourite parent, not the captain, 
is uh, questing for uh, a clean shirt. Do you like what I did there, that little link? I did, questing, what's yeah. With, what's with, there's a few times during this, this episode where they talk about starchy shirts. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Starching your shirt. I think it's like whitening them. I don't know. Anyway, I think that's what it means. He's getting he's so into every single. I don't know if he's just a really bad actor, the guy who plays the mm. captain. He's always so serious. Everything's going to be perfect for tonight if I'm going to take Eleanor Wardle's company public. And we uh, suspect that he's got a bit of a cash flow problems, don't wow. we? Wow, we know that he's uh, moving some money around, as uh, Nate has been mm. explained by him as to why his trust fund is empty. Can I just make one point before we move on to the next bit? Yeah. Um, Nate's mum. Why does Nate's mum look about 23? <laughs> yes. And this is the first time we, we are introduced to uh, Anne Archibald as well. Yeah, she looks, I mean, like, she's stunning. But I just think, you know, Nate's dad looks like a dad age. She looks like she would have been about 15, 16 when she had him. I'm Googling it as we speak. So Get the facts. Anne Vanderbilt Archibald. Uh, so she's played by Frances um, Doretta Swift. And she is, oh, 1969 she was born. So she's 51. 51, cool. Chase Crawford's 34. And bear in mind that he is also supposed to be playing somebody younger than his age, I reckon. Mm. Um, Yeah. She would have been 17 years old when she gave birth to Nate Archibald. Yeah. Yeah. See? See? Oh, this is a really fun new game. We're going to do this with all the parents. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Uh, well, no wonder she's a bit uptight. Okay. Why did you fall in love with Millionaire the Captain? Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> um, so you're not wrong. She's very, very young. Later on, we do see Chuck helping Nate look for evidence. He does find a little substance. A little bit of a Charlie, bit a bit of powder. Bit of- Bit of, a, bit of the devil's dandruff. Chuck calls it something weird. He calls it something like yayo. Yeah, yeah. No, I only know that because um, Lana Del Rey has a song about yayo, which yeah. is cocaine. Glorifying yeah. drug use. Love find it. A casual bit of a, find a casual bit of coke. So we know it's obviously his dad's and this might explain the potential money worries, but more on that later. More on um, that later. Nate, upset about this, he calls Blair, leaves a voicemail. Can we just talk about Blair's voicemail? Go on. Her answer machine message is so specific to the day about the being about the master ball that she obviously changed it specifically for this day. And it's like, see you tonight if you recognise me, which you won't. And like we said earlier, putting on a little flimsy mask over your eyes <laughs> does not a disguise make, my friend. <laughs> it's a bit like those um the early um series of superman when he would literally just like he'd just put a little pair of glasses on and become clark kent and he's like dating this woman the whole time and she doesn't realize yeah yeah it's like hang on a minute i'm just gonna take my glasses off and gel my hair back and i'm a totally different person (laughs) blair isn't there so which shoulder does he go to cry on serena vanderwoodson yeah i mean yeah not crossing a line you know what i was sort of thinking he was like because he goes there and he's confiding in her and she's being really nice about it but i did think to myself i did feel not sorry for nate but i did think oh this it just reminded me about how how bad their friendships are you know blair's girlfriend who's not answering her phone chuck's his best mate and he just wanted to you know snort the the drugs yeah basically (laughs) i just i also feel like serena i'm a bit sick of this like we're only episode six it's like this little miss nice girl serena you don't have to answer the door to the person you've slept with behind your best mate's back uh, and let let yeah. him in to talk to you and confide in you whilst you're there clearly wearing like lingerie underneath your slinky little <laughs> little, slinky little nightgown towel. like come on like you know ugh. anyway yeah. anyway there and there is a um there is a hand holding moment you know yeah not appropriate an inappropriate hand-holding moment she tells him to go he's obviously not over her the next scene we have little jay turning up to blair's house with all of her chores completed like little i know she's done a she's done a really good job of errand girl yeah and this is when blair notices the really extensive bracelet that the the guy in the shop gave to her Mm -hmm. and clocks that she thought she was going to be invited and says Oh, little Jay, you didn't think you'd be able to come tonight, right? 
yeah poor poor jenny's not going and this is oh this is i'm not sure if it will be my you know elite quote of the week but it's just something that i thought like oh typical because jenny says something like oh i've just assumed because i saw you know five dresses <laughs> and Blair's like well you need backup <laughs> which which i admire but five dresses like come on <laughs> oh my gosh I, I love the next scene so much. This next scene is like probably my favorite in the the whole episode. Um, so we we first walk, it's, it's Lily and Serena having a chat about the mm-hmm. parties in the evening. You know, Lily's going to mm-hmm. go to the um, Moroccan themed party. She kind of pulls aside a little caftan, which I think you're probably going to talk about um, a bit later on. Later on. Yeah, um, I will. <laughs> uh, Serena confides in her mum about yeah. her, her new man Dan maybe seeing someone else um which brings me to my best worst advice of oh brilliant the week brilliant mm-hmm. straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite it's the best worst advice of the week it's the best worst advice of the week she <laughs> says well quite frankly I'm a little relieved you know, at your age, you should be playing the field. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what kind of mother says that? I mean, she's right, but still, what kind of mother says that? I'm relieved. To her 17-year-old. Yeah, first of all, I'm relieved that the man you like is seeing someone else. And second of all, shouldn't you be shagging about, love? I know, putting it about, you know, be a bit slaggy. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying those terms ironically. We do not yeah, of course. shaming, of course. <laughs> um, but that isn't the part that's my favourite part. It's, it's, it's the chat room. Oh my God. Yeah. So, okay. This first of all gave me big nostalgia because I am of the MSN, as you are, the MSN messenger um, generation where we would Mm -hmm. literally like in the early teens dial up the internet to be able to get onto MSN messenger and hope that the people we're crushing on would be online. And we'd- Exactly. You remember you'd put like who you were listening to, what music you'd be listening to, or put Mm -hmm. as your name instead of your actual name. Yep, yep, yep. And then you also had to like log out and then log back in again just so they would know that you were, you know, there. Oh yeah, because it would go, it would pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the sound, I think. Yeah. Well, it's so obvious looking back, actually, like the amount of times people do that. It's like, yes, I get it. I get that you're online. I'm still not going to talk to you. Yeah, I know. Stop being thirsty. (laughs) Well, I thought that this is, it was a dating site that she was on. I think it's just a chat room because there are okay, other there are other people on it. So so we so we also find out that Chuck's IM username is Chucktastic. Oh God, Nate! Right, right, right. <laughs> As you don't know, guess what do you reckon? If if we if we're looking at um, text shorthand, yeah. If you're looking at text shorthand, what do you reckon Nate's is? <laughs> Nate's is going to be N number eight and then T E. <laughs> no, no, it's just no, it's just N and an eight oh sorry 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 yeah okay <laughs> otherwise i like that nate and dan's of course is just dan yeah boring but it's the fact that her potential date pops up and his chat username is so funny did you get it rich boy the fifth but in like roman numerals i think that's I, knew, I love you so much i knew you'd get the fifth wrong it's it's the fourth the roman numeral oh. so rich boy iv so that's the fourth um, oh. speaking of um being online um because of course mm-hmm. she then talks to this rich boy the fourth <laughs> what are you saying? yeah she's like uh, oh got a mask i'm like oh hmm, kinky got a mask <laughs> i know i'd be i'd be really disappointed if i was that bloke when she went oh just because i'm going to a masquerade ball i'd think oh god i was hoping for some <laughs> bondage um, <laughs> and then parallel to that we see dan looking at the gossip girl website which looks as mm-hmm. old as myspace yeah probably mm-hmm. uh, and sees that serena's pals are searching for a suitor um but mm-hmm. because of this little tip off he thinks you know screw it i'm gonna just decide to go to the ball that i've not been invited to and just i know turn up and not i'm gonna a do choice. a bold gesture I'm not, that's not a bold gesture for me. If somebody turns up uninvited to be my date somewhere, I don't, like, I'd be like, I didn't invite you. I've, I've got <laughs> yeah, my enough. rich bra. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, rich boy the fourth here, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, Sans. the first, second, and third when available. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he kind of he he picks up a tux and bails on Vanessa for some reason. Lies to Vanessa as well. Yeah, he does. He's like, oh yeah, I've got a history paper to write. But she she soon bumps into Rufus, who's uh, looking kind of very dapper in his suit, all dressed up to go out. We're not sure with whom yet, but we could have a few guesses. Who could it be? <laughs> um, speaking of outfits, um, we have to mention, I know it's her first episode, and I know we love Vanessa, but we don't love her outfit. <gasps> oh my God, is it time for the jingle? It's time for the jingle, for the jingle, for the jingle. Headbands by Armani, paintings all by Mirakami, Dolce and Cabana, dresses all the white types I'll be missing, kissing in designer stockings, upper east podcasters mocking all the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. Love it. Go for it. So, she's wearing a snakeskin dress. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. <laughs> I'm not completely averse to snakeskin. She's wearing it with, do you remember the chunky belts we used to wear? Mm-hmm. The ones that would sit just underneath your boobs. Very naughties. And she is also wearing, it's not quite a cardigan. It's a silver short-sleeved jacket, basically, like cap-sleeved. Mm-hmm. And it looks really metallic and it's very clashing. And yeah, I'm not quite into it. It just looks like she got dressed in the dark, I think. But <laughs> oh, it is poor very, I know, but it is very true of the times, I think. And she's also got those, you know, those footless tights. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Not quite leggings. Maybe they are a leggings, but I'm just seeing them as footless tights because that's what we used to do in the noughties. Just literally cut our tights, cut the ends of our tights off. <laughs> I totally remember, yeah. Oh, God, that was not a good look looking back, was it? I know. I don't know why we didn't just buy leggings. Like, why did we think that it would be okay with tights? It looks so strange. Mm. All the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. That is your worst worn clothes of the episode. Yes. Sorry, Vanessa. You're great in every other way in this episode. But Uh, also, I think that she's got to dress a little bit differently, hasn't she? Because, you know, she's not like the other Upper East Siders, is she? So she's not like the other girls. No. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, she she talks a bit to, to Rufus as well. We do find out that when Vanessa had left the previous year that she had broken Dan's she, heart. Yeah, she broke his heart and she's and she's talking to Rufus about it because, you know, everybody confides in Rufus. Oh, and why would she's you? gonna kind of <laughs> she's gonna kind of ask for him back later on that, you know, in that outfit. No, honey. <laughs> oh, bless her. Sorry, I'm, being, um, I'm being mean to her, aren't I? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, as Rufus goes out, looking all dressed up, Jenny comes in really upset and uh, Vanessa kind of consoles in Jenny. There's a really funny quote, actually, when, when Jenny starts talking to Vanessa about Blair's treatment of her. Did you catch it? No, I don't think I did. No, remind me. So it's when she says... So you're like Blair's slave. And she goes, I'm not her slave. I was her handmaiden. And she was like, handmaiden is just Jane Austen for slave. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I did get that, actually. I did think that was quite funny. (laughs) And Vanessa is hell-bent on sneaking her into the masquerade ball. I love how it's like there's not an issue. Like, well, how am I going to get a dress? Oh, my maid works in a fancy dress place. It's fine. We'll get you one. I know. And she's just like, you know, oh, how do I get in? Just like, even even balls have like back doors. We'll just sneak you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm. I do, she's got a solution. She's a problem solver, our Vanessa. I like that. She <laughs> is. Yes, she's a problem solver. She's, um, she's, I, I thought it was a very nice way to warm to her character. Yeah, definitely. So we've got Eleanor Wardorf's Moroccan themed party. We've got the masquerade ball. We're going to talk about both of them. I wonder what's going to happen. I know. Ooh. And we're back. We're going to um, a, uh, a Moroccan-themed party, I believe. I think we should talk about the Moroccan-themed party first. Let's do it. So, first of all... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore the belly dancer. <laughs> 
what is it with the the elites and um and and wanting to have like human statues uh, half naked um servants that you hire to either stand there or or, or dance there's like a, a half naked belly dancer at the party in just in her home <laughs> i know like live art it's a bit i don't know imagine being at a party fair enough it's a bit of a posh do and you're talking to somebody and you've just got this woman shimmying around in the background i, find, I would find it so distracting wouldn't yeah. you and i'd be watching my my partner's eyes as well i'd be like yeah you're having a good look are you you feeling happy with yourself right now <laughs> so yeah and then we find out that rufus and lily are going to the party together which i loved i know they're like on a date although sorry it's not really a date it's a networking opportunity well that's what she says to him she she can't help but that's have a what... dig can she she's like bring your sad little career and gallery to the attention of the upper east siders she's she's so mean to him all the time there's never a there's i mean i know it's like you know bants ofs but it's oh god it's relentless i would find it really hard to put up with her he just takes it as well doesn't he like he proper just takes it every time he kind of yeah. laughs it off she, he finds yeah, out very quickly that the reason that he is there is to make Bart jealous. And he's quite sweet in the way that he deals with this because he's not angry. He's almost like, right, well, this makes sense. You and Bart Bass because she catches him looking at Bart who's yeah. with, who's who's turned up to this Moroccan theme party with uh, his daughter. Oh, no, wait. No, no, sorry. Not his daughter. His dates. Who has a... Carissa. Yeah, I was about to say. Has a weird name. Carissa. I know, but it's, but it's so similar to my name marissa but i'm certain carissa isn't even a real name it's almost like they've just kind of gone what kind of weird name could we come up with that makes her sound really young and well you know what i actually think that she doesn't look i think that she looks about 25 and not 18 and i think that's progress in a world like this she's rather late teens too young for him who's clearly supposed to be in his like late 40s early 50s yeah true true (laughs) you've got the the captain trying to woo Eleanor as well yeah he's really trying to pitch to her isn't he it's not going very well either she's saying actually I'm not sure if I'm gonna go with you and then you no. see Anne who, who who's Nate's mum you've kind of find out she's just as manipulative um about Nate and Nate's future as as his dad is apparently oh when Blair and Nate get engaged like first of all how presumptuous why do they think that they're getting engaged? They haven't. Have you noticed this episode? Blair and Nate have not even spoken to each other. No, they have not even have a scene together or anything like that. So I don't know why their parents think they're getting engaged. And she's like, oh, I think that I want Blair to have my, my grandmother's ring. And Ellen is very impressed because it's the Cornelius Vanderbilt ring. Really ugly ring. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not great, and that, and it's that also great. it's it's that the the logic that somehow if she brings this up, it's going to help the captain win the business to take her company public. It's like poor I know. Nate. I know, I know. Oh, she's, um, but Ellen's not into it, is she because he's never done fashion before. He's never taken a fashion company public. Mm. She's in talks with Calvin's people. I quite <laughs> like that, like Calvin Klein. I like that. <laughs> what happens at her party might be my favorite thing in the series so far which is when rufus comes over to lily and says you're not doing a very good job of making him jealous like you need to give him something to talk about and then he kisses her oh my god it's it's passionate as well you know it's that's a good kiss right it's not very consensual i will say that he does just kind of land (laughs) plant one on her face being like here you are lil (laughs) he does kind of plant it on her um and um uh, and it it kind of it kind of works, and then it, just after he kisses her, he's like, "Give it twenty minutes." <laughs> well, because well, they they come back to each other, don't they? They a little bit of you know, ten minutes or whatever has passed, and they they talk about the kiss. She was like, "Oh, I felt nauseous actually." I was like, "That's oh, so that's sad. again, that's rude." You I would don't be think... lucky to have Rufus kiss you. <laughs> oh, I know. Rufus says, and I've got the quote here because it's just the sweetest thing ever. Um, he says, right, I'm sorry I kissed you, but I did it because that mercenary in the starched white shirt, again with the starched shirts, yeah. he doesn't appreciate everything you have over an attractive 25-year-old mannequin because beauty fades, but yours has done a remarkable job of holding on. And in the long run, it's going to be his loss. And I thought he should know how it feels to lose you because trust me, it's not fun. And I thought, oh, I love oh. you. Rufus, Rufus, 
like the perfect thing to say to somebody, isn't it? I know. Except then Bart comes along, takes Lily away. I know. And then you just you just see Rufus click the the elevator and you go ding and the elevator comes ding. up. Do you you oh. also um because I was watching it with subtitles and it actually show it says to you like what Bart says in like whispers. He oh, comes over to Lily and he and he says he says to Lily in her ear, it's like she means nothing to me. I'm like don't fall for it, Lily. And also poor Carissa. <laughs> Shall we move on to the masquerade ball? Oh my god, where oh, it all kicks off. I know. Yes, let's go. Let's go to the ball. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I t- actually, I know where to begin with the different types of masks. Chuck is the devil. Yeah, naturally. he's just, and it's not, it's a really ugly devil mask as well. Like, um, Phantom of the Opera. He's, he's very good looking. So maybe he needs the smallest mask to cover only the teeny tiniest portion of his face to show off the, you know, his chiseled cheekbones, maybe. That's what Ooh. I thought. <laughs> he, is, he is very hot, yeah. yeah. Um, I, put, I put down Danny Zorro. That's what I said. That's what I said. He looks like, yeah, he looks like the mask of Zorro. <laughs> and Dan takes the mask of a random person on the street who's drunk leaving the party. Nonchalant sneaks in like a pro. I was like, that's cool. But, funnily enough, this weird kind of scene where he's stealing this guy's mask to get into this bull so that he can see his lover. Again, I have to say, it reminds me a lot of his character in You. Definitely. Definitely. I don't know where Dan Humphrey ends and Joe Goldberg begins. I really don't. I know. <laughs> For those of you who haven't watched you yet, highly recommend it, especially if you follow the fan fiction of the fact that it is actually just Dan Humphrey in the future. But yes, back to the masquerade ball. So Dan's sneaking in, Chuck's a devil, Nate's Phantom of the Opera. Um, And uh, Jenny shows up thanks to Vanessa. I know, she's in a uh, a cute little yellow dress. It reminds me of like Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Um, Slightly slightly panto like pantomime like mm-hmm. well it is a fancy dress shop she got it from oh yeah that's a very good point yeah that's probably why actually should and we talk about the fashion now while we're while we're it. here well my main ones were serena and jenny both in yellow dresses with blonde hair you know oh what could go wrong <laughs> <laughs> but i like that jenny's has ruffles around her boobs and then a nice little corset around her waist and then you know really puffy tall a-line dress we like that and she has yellow opera gloves as well which is like i said that's what reminded me of um beauty and the beast oh yeah and a nice little purple um mask as well which i thought was a lovely lovely little accent i thought highly highly liked that i liked blair's um, outfit i thought blair's outfit was great I did too, but from her voicemail saying like, oh, you know, you won't be able to recognize me in a mask, whatever. I was expecting a better mask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's her immediately. Like I said, that annoys me from the very off of this episode. It's like, come and find me. Mm. It's like, it's not that big a place. Like you aren't, yeah. like, everyone still knows who you are. I don't, oh, yeah. I know. And it's not even attached to her head. It's like, it's one that she um, holds against her, her face, isn't it? A handheld one. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Serena's dress. So Serena's dress is also yellow, but because, you know, she's a cool, edgy girl, she's got to have some black accessories with it. Mm-hmm. So she has like a little um, black bow underneath her, one of her boobs, like asymmetrical. It's only okay. on one side. And it has a really nice silver belt, which I think is also very telling of the noughties as well. Yeah. And then she also has really small like black gloves as well and like a black fluffy shawl as well which doesn't go but we'll allow it because black and yellow black and yellow black and yellow black i know yeah i was i was singing that the time when i was looking i was like black and yellow black and yellow all the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode i suppose it's, it's a bit more unique isn't it there aren't going to be many people wearing yellow so maybe that was the yeah, easiest option actually. to have them both wearing the same thing which of course is going to spell trouble uh, and although Disaster. although vanessa has left she then kind of comes back in and is like oh you know i i actually i forgot to give her her keys or something can i come back in and then obviously she's going to spend hours looking for jenny because jenny's got a mask on now and we can't recognize anyone in this series <laughs> i know right 
I almost found it found it hard writing my notes, Marissa, because I was like, hang on a minute, where's Nate gone? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um Dan sees Serena dancing with who I can only assume is Rich Boy the Fourth. <laughs> and is and is instantly jealous but he's but they're dancing together but it's not even sexy dancing one of the things i love about the show is that you get the tail end of the conversations where you just know they're obviously talking about something really elite uh, elitist so he's like so then so the next thing you know every time we see their yacht we have to honk our horns or something oh it's enough to make you never want a holiday in newport again <laughs> <laughs> and it's like do you know how nice newport is like newport's like the beachy side like the posh beach side of in california it sounds lovely and he sounds so boring doesn't he well we kind of go from boring straight to chuck preying on on jenny <laughs> oh god yeah Again. he's creepy He's crawly, he's creepy Chuck Bass. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy Chuck Bass. It's him and Blair talking. Blair saying like, oh, Nate's annoying me. He hasn't taken up any of my clues, which is sort of what happens when you don't answer your phone. Following the quest to find my vagina. I know, I know. How are you ever going to find my vagina if you don't follow the clues? (laughs) And she asks. (laughs) And (laughs) And she asks Chuck to sort of oh god come on like help me out point him in the right direction but he sees little jay from across the room and immediately fancies her even though she's wearing a mask well and also you can't even think he can't even face. Her. oh yeah that's the girl i tried to rape five episodes back. i know i know i know he he approaches her and he gives her a line well she gets she gets her revenge doesn't she yeah basically mm-hmm. um, she, she she tells him to take his clothes off to leave his breadcrumbs what's with the treasure quests for for getting laid in this episode well you know we've got men have got to work hard for our treasure you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's a lyric and a half that is <laughs> working hard for treasure. she says like let's play a game and then the music gets really really creepy <laughs> She leaves yep. him stranded on the roof in just I his know. pants. Didn't figure Chuck as a, you know, wearing a wife beater. No, I know, a little vest. I know, I really thought that he'd be in some Calvin Klein's or something like that. But no, wife beater and some boxers. Um, How the mighty Chuck hath fallen. <laughs> Good. I really, really love his quote after that happens. When he's just like, he says... Um, Little Jenny Humphrey manages to get my pants off and have me not enjoy it. Quite the accomplishment. <laughs> He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy Chuck Bass. <laughs> yeah, I quite like that. That's quite funny. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, and then Serena and Dan's storyline plays out. The web of lies that Dan has gotten himself into starts to unravel where she says, I know that I know that she wasn't your sister on the phone. Earlier. Who was it? He kind of comes clean about Vanessa. Um, they kind of kind of kiss and make up and then who's there right next to them could it be vanessa what (laughs) in her poor outfit well it's weird because she looks really mad at dan because obviously he lied to her yeah she says you said you loved me and he said you loved past Mm. tense in a pre-shaving 16 year old kind of way so maybe episode two when you say he's shaving like he's never shaved before maybe that was genuinely the first time he's ever shaved dan humphrey yeah anyway vanessa's Debo. He, I love that word, deboed. Um, he, well, he runs after her, doesn't he? He says to Sweeney, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I've got I've to go and find her. Well, he has to go and chase after Vanessa to give Serena the chance to go into the loo and see ah. Jenny. Yes. <laughs> well, the whole time this is happening, by the way, Blair is still standing in the middle of the party. And Nate, Nate is just, <laughs> Nate is just <laughs> not interested Nate in these riddles. Nate doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care I know. Blair. Like, I don't I don't get it. It's it's. I don't even know if he knows there is a quest for pussy out there for him. But you know, it's just boy is lazy. Oh, oh, I reckon. He knows that Serena has got the last clue because the two minions tell him that. You know, they tell him that you've got to find Serena for the last clue or something. I keep feeling. What's the last clue going to be? There's Blair. She's over there. <laughs> Jenny and Serena in the loo. Uh, Jenny really yep. assures Serena that you know V. Oh, V and V's just an old BFF, and uh, you know who happens to be gorgeous and stunning. And oh yeah, Dan used to love her. Um, yeah, and they've got way more in common than you two probably do, but it's fine. <laughs> 
yeah, I think, um, and of course, this this has to be where they they trade they trade some items of clothing. Saw this coming a mile off. The whole trading clothing. Oh, yeah, same. I thought they would switch masks as well, but it's not. Serena just gives Jenny her little black shawl. What could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what went wrong. As Jenny, as little Jay leaves the the bathroom, Nate sees her thinks it's serena sees her he literally swoops in on her as soon as she's out the bathroom i've never seen a man i would like, be terrified you know, act. i would be he really yeah, comes he up behind her mm. yeah he bounces and she actually kind of goes <gasps> like that um and, and he's kind of in her in her ear just like i need to come clean that i've never got to you and he says if you don't stop me, I'm going to kiss you. Um, I know that's not consent, y'all. Yeah, I know that's not that's not allowed. And and if he, he kisses even, her, and he doesn't even give her a chance to say no. I know he doesn't even he doesn't even check if he's got the right woman. <laughs> you know, fucking men and the audacity. <laughs> they don't even have the same haircut. I know. Well, it's all just blonde women. They all look the same, don't they? God, you know. Oh, to the Archibalds of the world, they do. I know. Oh, dear. But it's, well, So he kisses Jenny, and Jenny is quite rightly, you know, freaked out. She's just left the bathroom. A man has come up from behind her, <laughs> runs away, and then immediately Serena comes along. She says, Nate, where have you been? I need to give you the final clue. It's like, what is it with the clues? She's over there. So obvious. I know. It's like, oh my God, she's in that black outfit with that mask. And it's like, I think he could have figured that out on his own, you know? I was so sorry for Blair this episode because the whole party, she's just standing there waiting for some bloke who doesn't care. And then, you know, when they do kind of meet at the end, after I'll add, Blair realizes uh, that Jenny was there. Oh, yeah, because she runs past her, doesn't she? And she's like, oh, Serena. And it's like, no offense, but I think I would recognize my best friend in a crowd. You know, I would recognize you. <laughs> but also, like, there's this really, like, evil witch moment where she's like, Jenny Humphrey. Because the bracelet comes off in her hand, doesn't it? Well, she's not angry for long. She gets to the car and actually did feel really sorry for her. that When she, he's, like, got to get into the limo with her. And she's like, no, Nate, you didn't find the treasure, a.k.a. my vajayjay. Therefore... You can't have it. Uh, and I thought, she was like, you know, I was really trying to put things behind me. You didn't even try. And she is my poor little rich kid of the week. Are you going to play the jingle? Yeah. All that money and designer clothes. Poor little rich kid all alone. Poor little rich kid. To be fair, she's had, a, she's had a fairly rough episode. Her boyfriend hasn't cared at all about trying to see her at this party. Um, her new minion, who she's, she's trying to recruit, defied her. Oh, I, I am also so... getting a little... I know I might be... Maybe I'm just bitching a bit too much. Stuff, but I am getting a bit annoyed about the whole, like, Serena and Dan. Again, the episode ends with them going, just so you know, I like you. And he's like, oh, I like you too. Like, we fucking get it, guys. You like each other. Just wait, I know, like, be oh together. Oh, my God, just freaking... Happiness isn't this hard. Just fucking be together. <laughs> like, it's... Oh. I know. I just feel like between <sighs> when it comes to Serena and Dan, the end of each episode is the same conclusion. Every single episode so far. They're not like getting anywhere and it's frustrating me. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a bit of a plot twist. Well, not necessarily a plot twist, but there's a bit of an, a horrible ending for Nate in this episode. But because he was such a dick to Blair, he wasn't my poor little rich kid of the week. Um, but he mm-hmm. does come home yeah. to his parents who... Um, well, there's some good news, isn't there? There is good news. Eleanor agreed to take on the captain so yay i wonder if that is just if the hint for that is supposed to be that it's because nate needs to propose to blair and that's the only way to seal the deal weird anyway horrible maybe that's maybe that's coming up um Mm. but yeah unfortunately instead they're sitting there looking incredibly angry and uh they found the substance they found the charlie the cocaine the yo-yo um and Uh. The Nate, captain, Nate's like, what does Nate he's supposed say? to be a does man Nate... of his country, a man of honour. I know. Uh, throws Nate under the bus. Does what does Nate actually say? Like, oh, it's not mine, or is is do they just linger on his face, looking shocked? You know. 
Well, she kind of says, well, it's not mine and it's not your father's. And you see them both. You know like, what you I would Captain do? Captain and Nate looking at each other. And Mika's Happy Ending is playing, which is such a great song. I love I've, that song. That's, that's in my notes as well. Like, how good is that Mika song? I haven't heard that in ages. This song. is the way you left me. I'm not pretending. pretending. No hope, no yeah. love, no glory, no happy ending. Oh, it's so good. It's so lovely, isn't it? But you know what I would do if I was Nate? You know, I'm a rich kid. I've got a drug habit. I've also got staff. <laughs> I'll just blame it on them, surely. <laughs> surely that's what, that's the next thing that you do. But it's like, oh, it's not mine. It's like, oh, well, it must be, I don't know, the butler or... Blame it on those pesky dry cleaners who overstarched my shirt. I know. <laughs> little jay like cinderella she's home dan didn't even know she was there um mm-hmm. she, instead of leaving a slipper at the ball for the prince to find she's left the, the bracelet for blair to find and hunt her down oh yeah oh my um, god i didn't even think i didn't even think of that that's cool <laughs> yeah there's a few little cinderella parallels which is quite nice um yeah when dan comes back to the loft having necked made out with snogged kissed however mm-hmm. you want to say it with serena again um she, he comes home um to find vanessa once again having broken into his room <laughs> i know she's waiting on dan's bed for him <laughs> i like what she says she says if we're going to be friends you know like we'll we'll work something out this is one of the only episodes where we don't have Kristen bell as gossip girl the voiceover um sign us out it's one of the few episodes where, they, where she's not in it i wonder if she she was having an, an off day oh yeah maybe that is the end of episode six, The Handmaid's Tale, ending, signed off with the beautiful happy ending by Mika. Yeah, really, really w- interesting episode. I remember this episode being a little bit more drama filled, um, mm. actually, than it was when I rewatched it. Uh, I was expecting a bit more drama in this episode. Um, I, I, I'm hoping next week will be even more drama. But I do like the fact that we are entering this kind of um, potential war between Vanessa and Serena. So perhaps you can let us know what you guys think. You Upper East subscribers, are you team Vanessa? Are you team Serena? Let us know on our socials. At Upper East Podcasters. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Please let us know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get a little poll on the go. Um be nice to know what you guys think. I've got a feeling yes, like I'm most hoping... people might be like Serena, but Vanessa's the underdog. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens with the captain. I, I genuinely, I love that we're doing this because I can't remember what happens next. Like every episode. No, me like, neither. I'm watching it the first time. I can't really remember. Um, and I, I keep getting shocked by all the twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching it again for the first time, but mm-hmm. with, with hindsight <laughs> and maturity of, well, an older woman (laughs) (laughs) fantastic well thank you so much for listening i've been anna and i've been marissa thank you so much thanks for listening to upper east podcasters a gossip girl recap we will be back next week with a season one episode seven yes which is uh victor victrola victor victrola i wonder what's gonna happen (laughs) you know you love to hate it And hate to love it. (laughs) XOXO.